0: Blue Radio Football Show. Let's go.
1: Hello, good evening, and welcome to the next two hours, the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Paul Cooney with Leanne Crichton of Glasgow City and Scotland, and the former Scotland, Comarnock and Celtic striker winger Davy Proven. <laughs> Leanne, it's the first time you've been uh, up against him. He was a really, really good winger.
2: Yes, well, before my time, but I'm just oh. in the, the presence of greatness. I think when it when it comes to the media, you know, and what a player Davy's been, but uh, fantastic to meet him today. Davey, and... she crunched
1: you in the first five oh, seconds? No. 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 Come ball. on, Wait, listen! Coming, it's even
2: it's a straight red. Paul, come on! It's the 23rd of December. Let's try and keep things upbeat here. Stop bringing folk down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're
1: absolutely right. Spirit of goodwill is here, and what a night we have tonight! All uh, 12 teams in action this evening. We're going to bring you news. Celtic against Ross County. David, you've had first look at the team.
3: What's the headline for Celtic? Who's up front? Well, yeah, that's exactly the headline, Paul. Because Lee Griffiths, who's been moaning, shall we say, about not getting <laughs> enough game time, starts tonight alongside Odson Edward.
1: Right we'll be back on that in a moment or two Celtic at home to Ross County of course they're under newer management Yogi, a man who was at Celtic and at Hibs and many clubs John Hughes is in charge Rangers are at Perth remember these are six o'clock kickoffs, so we're just under an hour away what's the news from Perth is Morellis back is he in the starting 11?
2: He's not Paul he doesn't start a couple of changes though for Rangers from that uh, weekend win against Motherwell and it's Arfield and De Four out and Hadji and Eribo both start so no place in the team for Morellis. so I perhaps wondering if that's just another um, warning call to him, you know, a warning shot that you've you've let the team down, you've missed out in a couple of games, the team have went and get the result, um, and there's no place for him tonight.
1: Sixteen points, Rangers are ahead. And uh, Leanne, fair play to you. Two weeks ago in the programme, I asked you, is it effectively over, virtually, and you said.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think it is. I mean, even at that stage, it was, it was probably only the, the 13, yep, thirteen points. Yep. Um, I do think it's a huge ask of Celtic now to, to come back. Would you ever in football say it would never happen? Absolutely not. Um, but certainly, looking at it, seasons gone by and my own experiences of teams that have been in this position, I think it would be you know far too big an ask for Celtic to come back. It's it's over for me.
1: So Davy, a few days later, you said um, it's not yeah. over yet.
3: Well, listen, it gives me no. Pleasure at all to remind people that I was part of a Celtic side that lost a nine point advantage to lose the title to Aberdeen in my second season at Celtic, and at that time it was two points for for a win. Mm. So it, it can be done. I do think Celtic are on the high wire. Celtic lose one game, and if Rangers keep winning, it is over. At the moment, I think they live in hope, and if they can get, if they can put a run together and go to Ibrox. And win at Ibrooks, and they'll have to win at Ibrooks, yeah. then it, it's game on again. A draw, would that be enough? A draw at Ibrooks? Yeah. Um, I, I think they need more. I, I think Celtic have to go to Ibrooks and win. I, th- I think that's the situation they're in right now. A draw would do Rangers, wouldn't it? It's a
1: couple of weeks. Well, it's less, it's a week and a half away, Leanne, and we will come. There's a lot of football between now and then. Um, but we'll talk about that as this show goes on. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. Davey, what will Celtic take from the weekend when they, you know, they got last season out of the way? And it's it's a world record, a quadruple yeah. treble.
3: L- listen, it's always good to be in the winners' rostrum, but for me, the performance threw up more questions than answers. I mean, what a bizarre day Conor has
0: at mm-hmm. Yep.
3: You know, yep. He, yep. he flaps for two of the goals and then becomes a hero at the penalty uh, shootout. Um, it's, it's a day where Neil Lennon will be scratching his head at some of the defending again. Delighted to win the cup, but again, huge question marks about the defending.
2: Can I just a- yeah. ask about the world first? Did yeah. this not establish that Lincoln Imps have done it and Glasgow City? Oh,
0: <laughs> but I, but listen, I, that,
2: yeah. I actually yeah. had to double check that yeah. today in the history books but Glasgow City have actually um, completed that and i seen that on Twitter there was there was a bit of kicking off with Lincoln yep. Redimps who have also um, achieved that but what an yeah. incredible achievement it is and, and actually for me um, I don't think it will be done again especially yeah. in Scotland in, in British football I think it's an incredible um, feat to, to go and tick that one off Celtic will be absolutely buzzing from it but what I would add is that I don't think the performance, it, the result is bigger than what the performance was and I, I think that for me is why I, I I need to see more from Celtic within the league if there's going to be a real push um, and I think the goalkeeping situation, Davy, you touched on it there, what a bizarre afternoon yeah. um, <laughs> for young Connor David, Hazard. Yeah. Um, so, you know, really an experienced goalkeeper but he's been in there and, you know, on another day would have been hung out to dry but he's actually went and pulled one off in, in the penalties and credit to him because that takes a lot of character um, and resilience to go and do that in such a, a match
1: Also tonight we've got Hamilton against Livingston David Martindale confirmed as manager Hibs against St Mirren St Mirren are 11 games undefeated Hibbs will be kicking themselves for not getting all the points at the weekend uh, Motherwell against Aberdeen saw Derek McInnes this morning he said uh, he knows about the programme so he knows about the Go Radio show they were in with Tony Doherty getting a uh, a breath of fresh air in Glasgow getting ready for the match against uh, Motherwell, who desperately need points, of course. And Dundee United Kilmarnock is a 6.30 kick-off. The Motherwell Aberdeen is 6.15. Rob McLean's going to join us in a couple of moments from Fir Park. So, Davey, first of all, you've got the Celtic uh, team news.
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a 4-4-2, Paul. Um, it's certainly a back four. It's Connor, Hazard and Goal. A back four of Frimpong, Ayer, uh, Julien and Laxal. The four midfield players are Christie, McGregor, Sorrow and Turnbull. It'll be interesting to see how that four shape up. And as I said, it's Lee Griffiths and Odson, Edward. I'm not sure whether they've started a league game up front uh, this season so far but they're certainly in there tonight I can't think of it They've obviously um, Neil Lennon was
1: talking about him yesterday saying yeah I know he wants to start but I, I think we could see a bit more in training but he's got one from the beginning tonight
3: Lee, Lee Griffiths has got to remind himself of why he was out the side in the first place yeah. he turned up unfit and overweight he was an absolute disgrace at the time and he shouldn't really be mumping that he lost his place it's up to him to prove to Neil Lennon is he, worthy of his place
2: I love the character that that Lee Griffiths brings as a player. I think that's why, you know, even the Scotland fans, we love him.
3: We we do love him.
2: But for me, he needs to get the head down and work hard. You know, I know they're riding high off a a cup win at the weekend and and probably that's where a couple of his comments have come from. But for me... You earn respect as a footballer by doing your job and doing it consistently well and paying back the people that invest heavily in you. And right now, that's the Celtic fans yep. who have backed them yeah. eternally um, and the club who have given a, a lot of backing and support over the last number of years. But um, you know, with the Euros on the horizon as well, I just think keep your head down, do your job, get yourself in the team. Don't question, you know, don't blame the manager for, for you not having enough game time. That is ultimately Lee Griffiths' problem.
1: Okay, Celtic fans, what do you reckon? Six o'clock kickoff, Celtic against Ross County. It's only a couple of weeks ago that Ross County came and they took the uh, all the glory in the League Cup in the quarter final. Leanne, you've got the first, the Rangers news from Perth. Tough match against St Johnson tonight. What's the full Rangers lineup?
2: Yeah, well, as I mentioned, a couple of changes. Arfield and De the two players that drop out, and in come Hadji and Aribo to make up that um, front three. So in goals, it's McGregor, the back line of Tavernier, Goldson, Hilander and Barisic, Kimara, Aribo and Davis, uh, Kent, Hadji and Ruth. Um, so yeah a couple of changes but you've seen that with Rangers all season you know they like to freshen things up and and bring a couple of players in and out and so far they've managed to do that and and certainly uh, it's paid you know dividends in terms of the squad strength and the results that they've had minus um, the Cup defeat to to St Mirren last week
1: David do
3: you reckon that Steven Gerrard wouldn't be happy with uh, Morelis? I think leaving him out tonight is a statement get your act together and you know, having criticised Lee Griffiths here for for being overweight and unfit, I'm not sure Marellis is fully fit. Mm. And I'm and I'm talking about in in physical mm. physical shape.
2: I don't think he's ever looked that fit, Davy. To be but honest, I think he, he looks even heavier.
3: I mean, I think yeah. he's a he's a thick-set boy, mm. and you do get players like that. Um, it
2: works for him the way he plays and the way kind of rough defenders yep. up and yeah. whatever. But no, I would agree. I think there's you know
3: and and at Tanadice, the the, the straight arm um, on on Conley, <laughs> yeah. madness. Yeah. It could have cost Rangers the game. 12 mm. minutes gone yeah. and he's done that and it, it should have been a red card as far as I'm concerned and you know that with Rangers in a great position in the title race he almost blew it. Almost it, blew the
1: three points. Because it turned out to be a tough fixture for them and there was nothing to gain by what he did was it? The, yeah I mean I,
3: I, players take retribution on the pitch. It happens Aye. but yeah. there, there's a time to do it and a way to do it mm. and you don't do it after 12 minutes at Tanaday.
2: I think you get players that are probably a bit streetwise on the pitch that that can get away with these moments, you know. Even looking at the cup final on Sunday, I've heard a lot of people speaking about the manner in which it was played, and you know, players basically kicking, biting, scratching to to get themselves to victory. You know, it really felt like an a, a typically Scottish game. Um, you get players like a a in there and a Scott Brown. Those guys seem to get away with it. They pick moments in the game where you gain an advantage over an opponent. I don't think Alfredo Morales is is that. No smart, but he, he doesn't know the game well enough. He's still a really young player, so actually he just looks really y- young and naive when he makes decisions like that. For me, if he had been sent off in that game and Rangers never picked, I've listened to Colours, I've listened to a couple of the shows, I don't think there would have been a way back for him, no. especially with the fans. No,
3: and you know, the, the thing that, that surprised me about it, it's not as if he's, he's reacted. It was premeditated. No. Yeah, it's when almost the ball's the air, When the ball's in the air he's looking at Connolly and he knows what he's going to do. It's premeditated. He hasn't reacted in a Mm flashpoint and lashed out. Mm -hmm. He knew what he was going to do. And, you know, Stephen Gerrard must be like, what what is this guy about? You know, he's caused me so much trouble in the past. I stuck with him, I supported him and here we go again. He seemed to have calmed down but
1: there's still that, uh, the mist comes down on him. Um, let's bring in Rob McLean mentioning the mist <laughs> No, that's unfair <laughs> Leanne will give me sticks so Leanne we enjoyed you in the telly the other night and what about Rob at the weekend in the cup final Deferent David. Uh, it? it was great Deferent to see him back gosh. on presenting he's getting good at that isn't he <laughs> <Steady>. <laughs> uh, Rob uh, so big one for Aberdeen tonight Hibs as well of course and Mother will really need to get some points we want to ask you about Rangers and Celtic in a moment or two but Rob that's a that's a great match in prospect at Fir Park
4: yeah, the, my, my my biggest problem on Sunday was that my, the shirt I was wearing got absolutely decimated I, yeah. by Barry Ferguson on Monday. He threw in the he tried to placate <laughs> me by saying he liked my jacket, but he <laughs> uh, he did he, a, a, a serious go at my shirt. And yeah. uh, you know, when he when he starts having a go at you for, for fashion reasons, then you know you're in a bit of trouble. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. uh, back to yeah. football. You know, it's it's a really exciting night, isn't it? Yeah. It's great that all twelve teams are involved. Um, the gate I'm at far park for, for Motherwell against Aberdeen and and it's only really when you start to examine the, the the league table that you see how much Motherwell have benefited from the award of these two 3 nil wins that were given to them because of COVID uh, against Kilmarnock and St Mirren. They're on 21, so they would have been 15, uh, yeah. you know, had they, had they not won those, had they lost both those games, had they gone ahead. You know, it just shows you what a difference that can make. But when you when you look at their, their performance recently, uh, they haven't won in six. They've lost five of those. They've lost their, their last four games. Um, I mean, it was all about... Um, you know, they shall not pass, wasn't it at Ibrox mm-hmm. on Saturday? They they played the the legendary five-five formation, and eventually, eventually, Rangers found a way to to defeat it. They made just one change tonight, so it's just a tweak. They've taken out uh, Mugabe defensively. Uh, they've put in Polworth. You know, so so that just that little tweak just turns them back into more of a, an attacking. Uh, Machine uh, Stephen Robinson, will hope, with, uh, with Lang and Watt up front. Aberdeen are team-wise the same as they were. Maybe not surprisingly, the team that won at Kilmarnock on Sunday um, by two goals to nil. Uh, so same again for them. They've kind of got through that little sticky patch. Um, but Davia, I mean, it strikes me as a, as a big night for Motherwell and an important little spell yeah. for Motherwell if they, if, if they see themselves as a top six team.
3: I, I'm not sure they do now, uh, to be honest with you, Rob. And, you know, I, I take your point about the 4 If Motherwell hadn't been awarded the six points, where, where would they be now? Um, they'd be in bother. And, and Stephen yep. Robinson somehow has to arrest the, the decline at part. Park. They're not the type of club who, who's going to take a, a rash decision. Um, but, you know, managers are always going to be judged by results. And he, he's got to find something and find it quickly. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I think, um, you know, is it a false league position that, you, that Motherwell find themselves in now because of the, the kind of debate over these points? But certainly from what I've seen in, in the games that they've lost, um, you know, three consecutive league defeats, Hibs, St Mirren, Rangers. What I'm used to seeing from Motherwell is a team that came, that came out and they play and, and they try and win football matches. Mm-hmm. I've not seen a lot of that of late. Um, I was at Firth Park the other week when they played St Mirren. Credit to St Mirren. They're in a fantastic run, once they got ahead, they just don't look really like throwing points away now. Um, they're keeping that back door shut, whereas for Motherwell are just not doing enough, and that has got to be a, you know, a problem. Stephen Robinson, I think there's chat about possibly Callum Lang being recalled by Wigan in the window. He's a big player. He scored at the scored. weekend for yep. them as well. You lose him, yeah. how do you replace but- him?
4: But, Leanne, they, they, they struggle to score goals, don't they? I mean, yeah, Lang and Water are top, top goal scorers at five each, and we're, we're nearly at the turn of the year. I mean, that, yeah. that it's that's an obvious problem for them. It's a big problem for them. I mean, you know, most clubs want a prolific goal scorer, the top scorer of five at this stage just ain't good enough. Yeah, and
3: it, if, you, if you're not getting goals from your strikers, Rob, they, they have to come from somewhere else. And you look at the chance that Liam Polworth... Uh, Missed the header at the back post. I mean, mm-hmm. yep. chances like that mm-hmm. in their position, got to take them. Rob, you've got the early kickoff as well. Though six fifteen for
1: you. Can I just ask you though, what yeah. do you think? Uh, let's look at Rangers and Celtic first of all. So Griffiths and Edwards start. I think it's the first time this season.
4: Yeah, it's quite intriguing. I mean, Davy, is that? I mean, I was just looking at the personnel. Is it what? What's the formation going to be? Because. Uh, I was looking for that to be 3-5-2, but, but, but Celtic don't have three central defenders, no. do they? It, it looks like a 4-4-2. So is it going yeah. to be 4-4-2 four, four, with a bit of tweaking?
3: It's definitely a back four, uh, Rob, a flat back four, if you like. Um, McGregor and Sora will play central. I, I just wonder if Griffiths will play off, Edward, with uh, Christian Turnbull yeah. either side. Uh, and Edward will play as a focal point, and, and Griffiths might play round about him, yeah. almost as a 10 um, yep.
2: yeah. Possibly, you might even see something like a four-four-two diamond in there, Rob, as well. I, I don't know, yeah. just with Christie, yeah. McGregor, Turnbull, Sorrow. Yeah. yeah, Turnbull um, the, you, you know, at the I, point. I, or a three and a one, whatever way you want to look at it. But I just think Sorrow's going to be that one player that sits and, and holds, possibly with the yeah. three in front of McGregor, Christie, uh, and Turnbull. But I do think they'll try and get Griffiths as high up the pitch with Edward as we can. We've seen that last season. That's, that's yeah. how those two players were were so good in that second half of the season, wasn't it? It was
1: the magic it was formula it was, for but, Celtic, wasn't it? The keeper. Um, but also those two up front, Robin. This is where yeah. Celtic now they can't afford to lose anything from now on.
4: No, that absolutely. I was, just, I was just going to say that. Paul, absolutely no margin for error whatsoever. I, I don't see them slipping up tonight. I don't, I don't think this is going to be one of the more difficult games. They do have a difficult spell. Every game is challenging, I guess. And and the big spotlight is on Lee Griffiths tonight. He's been whinging about not not starting <laughs> games. So it, so have. He's in tonight, and he has to show why he should be in from the start. And it's a bit of a catch-22, isn't it, for him? Because he's not been playing. He's not been playing 90 minutes. So, you know, he's lacking fitness and sharpness. Maybe from here he can kick on, get a spell alongside Edouard. They can start doing what they did in the second half. Of, of last season. Um, but, but no margin for error. And you, you can trust their situation with Rangers, that 16-point lead. And, I mean, Leanne gave you the starting 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, what intrigues me is when I look at the bench and I see McLaughlin, Bassey, Baligan, mm-hmm. Patterson, Zungu, Arfield, Defoe, Eton, Morellis. That's not a bad nine. Ryan Jack is ruled out, of course, yeah. at the Injury. moment. So you've almost got a cracking start. And another... another Eleven yeah. that would probably be second or third in the Premiership as well.
3: It, it, it's got cover all over the pitch. The, the only, the, the only position you could argue about is left back. I'm not sure Bassey you know, would measure up to anywhere near Barisic if Barisic was injured. But, you know, apart from that, it, Steven Gerard almost has two teams to pick from, and you have to give the Rangers board great credit for putting their hands in their pockets yeah. and, and building that squad yeah. as strongly as they have. It's remarkable. Rob, uh, uh, you're going kind to of have to go and do uh, your I'll match just, shortly. Yep.
4: Yeah. I was just going to say something about Morelos. You know, I, I, I take all the points that have been made um, about making a statement to him, not putting him straight back in. But I'll tell you what, if you ask the St Johnston defence tonight, um, you know, do you want, would you fancy facing Morelos or not? I think I know what their answer would be. And that, that's my yeah. only doubt about the decision.
1: Okay, Rob, don't go away. In fact, we'll be back in two minutes then. Let you go. We want your prediction for the two matches and also for your game, Motherwell against Aberdeen. That's next.
0: The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Thanks,
1: Chris, keeping us up to date with the traffic and travel. That was Harry Hood's uh, place, the late, great Harry yes, Hood indeed, uh, Angels. Yeah. Yeah. you had A good few nights there, Davey? Yeah. One or two. Yep. <laughs> Many of the Celtic and the Rangers players, Leanne, loved uh, to go there in Unningston. Brilliant lovely place. place. Lovely yep.
2: place. I stay not too far from it, even for food. It's been a while since I've been in it now right enough because all these restrictions and whatnot. But it still looks nice when you drive by it. Yep.
1: Good to see people. <laughs> Support the local businesses, especially now during COVID. Stay safe, everybody. Stay tuned to the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. All 12 in action tonight in the Premier League. When did that last happen? I think it happened once early in the season, but it's been a long time midweek. Rob, I know you're about to do uh, Motherwell-Aberdeen. What do you reckon? What's your uh, prediction for that game?
4: Um, I think a draw for this game. I think Motherwell definitely need to get something out of it. I I think, I I mean, Aberdeen are the better team. Um, There's no doubt about that. But I think it's going to be a tough one tonight. And and I I can see that one ending 1-1.
1: Rangers at uh, McDermott Park against St. Johnson. What do you think?
4: Uh, Sticky for Rangers. I I think it could be a long night for them, but I think they'll get there in the end and it could make make come down to Morelos off the bench later on to to have the say. You never know. Uh, 2-1 Rangers for
1: me. 2-1 Rangers. And what about Celtic at home to Ross County?
4: Well, I mean... They may, there may be a bounce for John Hughes and, and Ross Kenty with the new managerial appointment. I don't think it'll be tonight, though. I, I, I like the look of that Celtic team. There's a lot of energy about it. I like Sorrow and, and Turnbull. Uh, you, you would expect Griffiths to to do what he did on Sunday and score again for Celtic. 3-0 Celtic for me.
1: Rob, thanks very much. Enjoy the match tonight.
4: Thank you. Have a good show. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers Rob. Rob. Cheers, Rob.
1: Rob doing the match Motherwell uh, against Aberdeen. He had uh, Martin O'Neill on the programme last night. It was great to hear him. He'd been working with him at the weekend on the cup final, Ada. Uh, there was some great stuff from Martin O'Neill. And he was talking about the you know w- the, when they lost out in Helicopter Sunday, because someone asked about that. And uh, C- Craig Moore, obviously, was on the, the programme with him. And it was, he was talking about the quality of Rangers team at that time and the quality of the Celtic team.
3: Well, that, that day for part when Celtic lost the league, they had John Hartson, Craig Bellamy and Chris Sutton up front. Wow, yeah, and of course, Big uh, Sutton gave them the lead, and it looked as if the title was in the bag, and, and it was just the most unbelievable drama that day.
1: I think he said that was the worst day that uh, you know when he mentioned there was a bit of humour. Of course, was Craig Murray he said, but I, I hope never to speak to you again. There was <laughs> great respect, and they were talking about Barry Ferguson, who of course had told us the other night that he, the only time he threw anything Morella style was ice pack at Martin O'Neill really? uh, or close to Martin O'Neill <laughs> and Martin O'Neill said no it, it wasn't close to it, it hit me <laughs> <laughs> uh, It was good stuff uh, last night with him Barry will be back uh, well be back soon uh, and we're on on the 2nd of January Leanne or wherever you are me. I know you'll be watching yep. it you'll but you'll have the telly turned down because it's going to be Davey Proven Barry Ferguson and myself on the go radio uh, live when it is Rangers against Celtic
2: yeah it'll be a cracker I'm hoping to, to catch that uh, that day there's also the the Hearts game is on in the Championship that night which we, I'll be covering that as well which is, a, I mean, football coming out years our, our now, you know, we've waited so long for it, There's just games every other day which is incredible as you mentioned Paul, we've got a full fixture card tonight which we don't often see and especially this time of year, people are not getting out to games um, but a lot of these clubs are, are, you know, great coverage from their own TV channels, certainly broadcasters that are doing their bit um, so it's nice to be to been amongst it
1: So much to play for Davy, you know all round we'll go through the cards in a moment or two so for Celtic, Sorrow back in. I mean, a lot of people thought he would have played on Sunday. Um Scott Brown did well. Yeah, for, yeah, he yeah, did, yeah. yeah. To, be,
3: to be fair, Scott Brown justified the decision to, to leave Sorrow out. Scott Brown did well. Um tough decision though for a manager, yeah. Yeah, but Neil Lennon would argue that you know the, the trophy's back at Celtic Park, so yep. so he he got it right. Scott Brown, I think a, wearied in the game unsurprisingly at his age I mean Scott Brown's only guilty of growing older Uh, you know that happens to every one of us I've had my differences about Scott Brown Um, but you know I've got the greatest of respect you don't play the number of games he's played for a club of that size and under that pressure week in week out unless you've got a really strong character
1: And you can see why he did it he made the decision to keep his captain in
2: Absolutely, and I think with Scott Brown, you know, I'm, a, I'm an aging player myself. I can relate to that. I, I get the moments that you you might play and, and the games that you might need to sit out, and you need to be respectful of the players that are coming through in the next journey that the, the club will go on that you ultimately play for, and what you need to do is do your bit off the pitch, do your bit in and around the training ground, um, and accept and respect those decisions when they're made. And I think Scott Brown's done a good job of that so far this season. You know, he's I think he's been an escape a, a scapegoat in uh, a lot of games, I think he's been the reason why uh, you know Celtic apparently are not performing, and, and should other players be given an opportunity? But ultimately, these players are training day in day out. The manager, you know, like Neil Lennon comments on Lee Griffiths, he sees him every day, so he's making decisions based on what he sees fit. Um, credit to Scott Brown for coming in and, and and doing what Scott Brown does. You know, I think it would have been a tougher decision probably to leave your captain out uh, in such a big occasion. He's been over the course. You know, he's been part of every single one of those trophies that they've won. Um, you know, the, the, the 12 that they got, so sorrow will come in tonight, and I think he looks like a, a really good player, you know, for Celtic. I think he's looked like the closest to a Scott Brown. Um, you know, the players that have come in are a, a bit more you know flamboyant, a, a bit more forward thinking. Um, when you think he in Cham and even your turnbows and whatnot, he comes in, he does the, the dirty side of the game win the ball back pass it on give it to the guys that want to go and play that's what Celtic need in their team um, and certainly to protect their back line who this season have been exposed on occasions and I think he does a really good job of covering that
1: What does he do about the defence Davy? Because Celtic in the first half two up it could have been three or four Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, what, what do you? What? I, I'm not sure because every time the ball comes into the box um, Celtic look like losing a yeah. goal and I, I don't understand I mean Shane Duffy I watched plenty of, of Shane Duffy at Brighton the difference was that he was defending his 18-yard box yeah. at, at Brighton because they were a team who were under pressure most of the time. Celtic, Celtic play high. They close the game up. Shane Duffy struggles with the space in behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's what we've seen. He, he, he's, he's almost like a siege defender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's good when he's facing the ball, when he can go and attack it. When it's over his head, he looks suspect.
2: A lot of teams that play that formation, you know, what Brighton have done in the past with that back three. Celtic have tried it. What you normally have is. is three big defenders that go and defend are ball winners. You know, they defend the box really, really well and they pass it forward to the guys in front of them girls in front of them that can go and play um, I think that's where Shane Duffy has been exposed this season, there's not been a lot of consistency I don't think with the back line either it's chopped and changed, again it's back to Julian tonight and Ayer as a parent who's been playing in that right hand side and you know certainly fancies himself I think mm-hmm. as, a, as a player going down, that you know he's a midfielder yeah. playing in the back line um, but I think what Celtic need to get over the next couple of games is consistency with that team because these small changes you can get away with if you're in a, a good run a form which arguably they're probably not
1: Davy, tonight it's uh, Ross County and that was a horror show for Celtic what two and a half weeks ago Yeah, uh, and Ross County did damage then new manager in Stuart Kettlewell um, great respect for the way he stood up in front of the cameras and the media at the yeah. weekend said look I'm, I'm
3: going um, but it's John Hughes now what do you think? Well I, I hope John Hughes does well because he he's uh, old style football <laughs> management and I've got a lot of time for some of these guys um they don't have the clipboards and and all the all the things that we've seen traditionally it's iPads yeah and uh, he's not the type that will be asking his two center backs to take the ball on their own goal line which is the the most idiotic thing i've ever seen in football and it because because Pep Guardiola started it they've all followed John Hughes is, is old school um you can call him a dinosaur if if, if you want but having been out of the game for 3 years i hope he does a good job i hope he does well Tough, yep.
2: I don't think it, it would even be classed as a dinosaur, Davey. I think what you've got... Some people uneducated will have that yeah. viewpoint but for me I've seen John Hughes and we mentioned it before we came on earlier. there I've been a lot of coach ed coaches with John Hughes he's in and around the program Um, people could say what they like about Scottish football and how we train coaches and whatever else but we've got some really good ones out there and he's actually one of the guys that's probably come through and modernized his own coaching philosophy based on today's players and how you got on with people and how you have those What he has is good relationships with people. Mm -hmm. Anybody that's going in anywhere to lead folk, you need to have good relationship skills. And I think John Hughes has got that in abundance. Anybody here speaking about him speaks very highly of him. What he'll have done this week is he'll go in and get the players motivated. I'm sure it'll have been a fun place to be because he's not going to roll out a new style of play within three days, four days. Um, He'll have got the the players galvanised and he'll have players out in the pitch tonight that will be wanting to play for him.
1: Ross Stewart, will he fancy his chances again tonight after scoring and doing so well a couple of weeks ago?
2: Why not? And I think Ross Stewart's one of these players. He's been creeping up the ladder for the last couple of seasons. Really consistent uh, performing very, very well. He'll be a player that's also got his eye, I think, on a move. You know, but he's that's has been, that's he's a, key, been with can, a couple of clubs. Can they keep
3: him to the end of the season? It'll be because if it goes David, in January, I mean,
2: and I think though maybe that will change his mind. You know, perhaps John Hughes can change his mind if he comes in and you know he becomes part of um, a team at Ross County this season. that can really go and turn things around. But. He's a player that folk will be looking at, You know, even if you look at Motherwell, for example, crying out for a goal scorer in their team. Yep. You know,
1: That's Leanne Crichton, Davy Proven and me, Paul Cooney. If you're just tuning in, the headlines tonight, Morelos starts on the bench for Rangers at Perth. We'll give you the full team in a moment or two. We've got the St. Johnson line-up as well. We do the away teams as well, Davy. We give the uh, outside Glasgow. And here in Glasgow, it's uh, Celtic with uh, Edward. And alongside him, Lee Griffiths. Because that's been the conundrum of the season, isn't it? Apart from the goalkeeping position, where has Lee Griffiths been? He came back too heavy. He wasn't fit. We know he's had uh, other issues. Yeah. But uh, look what he did on uh, Sunday in scoring that well, goal. Well,
3: you know, you know I, when I criticise Lee Griffiths for being out of shape, you've got to distinguish between that and my opinion of him as a footballer. Yeah. I think he's up. He's a fabulous finisher. He's up there with Edward. Uh He's a game changer for Celtic. The point I was making is, though, He's got to be fit and he's got to be ready. He's got his chance tonight. Neil Lennon has has thrown down the gauntlet. He has to pick it up tonight. It's the
1: start of the festive fixtures. Gary McAllister was in front of the media yesterday rather than the manager, Stephen Gerrard, and he was speaking about the coming games.
0: Christmas and New Year is always key in any league you play in, especially here in the UK, where there's loads of games and the scheduling is, is
3: really tough. And if you can come through it, you know it goes a long way to where you're going to finish at the end of the season
0: so it is I totally agree it's, it's a massive week 10 days of, of high intensity games tough games and it, just the fact that they keep coming every 2-3 or three days it makes it even more difficult but it is it's going to be key if we come through here nice and clean we'll be happy It must
1: be tough for the players uh, Davey I know people will say oh they're well looked after they're well paid or whatever how tough is it over the Christmas period many of them with you know friends young families but they've got to concentrate on the business no, uh, I
3: mean uh, you're totally blinkered in terms of, of, of what you're doing every day yep. I mean it was practically normal to, to training on Christmas Day yep. and I think I think players enjoy a busy period because I, I would rather play than train mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and totally if involved. you're playing if you're playing three games every eight days that's, that's fine with players yeah. fine
1: Leanne you the same
2: yeah and you yeah. become accustomed to that when, no. you know you go through periods of the season where you know you'll have one game a week. And then when it gets to that business end, you know, Christmas, end of the season, um, European games thrown in there as well. As a player, as David says, you'd rather never be in the training pitch, you know, just get me on the pitch, recover and go again, you know. And that's when you get your consistency, that's where you get routine. And I think that's where you build the biggest team morale for me when, you know, good or bad morale, you know, if you keep winning games, the dressing room's buzzing, you know, but if you get into a run over Christmas um, where you're losing games every third day, that becomes really, really tough, and that's what you've seen with Ross County.
1: Gary McAllister was asked, uh, "What about Rangers getting back to what happened for so long—the clean sheets that they had in September, October, November?" As a
3: team, everybody—I don't just look at the back, the back five. Yeah, look at the whole team. As a team, the, the boys want to get back to trying to try and keep clean sheets. It's—it's obvious, isn't it? That's what they want. But they've been remarkable, haven't they, David? Yeah, yeah. Well, that—that's—that's that's why the—the the goal difference is because yeah. they're twenty-two. 22 goals better off in goal difference That's worth a point at the moment now, I'm not saying that Celtic don't have time to eat away at that advantage But at the moment that's worth a point
2: point. And much of that yeah. I think is
3: down to the way they've defended mm-hmm.
2: No I would agree with that But what I do think is you need to give credit to other teams now At this point you know Rangers have been doing what they've been doing for you know, 4-5 or five months now Teams need to come up with a, a different game plan against yeah. them How do you find a breakthrough? Um, how do you put them under pressure? What I've seen is probably a lot of consistency with the type of goals that they do lose it is your fullbacks being exposed. it's not stopping crosses that are coming into the box. Though they, will be the things that you know. Gary McAllister will be frustrated with. That those are the sort of goals that are leaking. That you can address. Um. But I certainly think there's going to be moments. You know, where teams are going to come up with something different against you because you're, you're that big fish that teams want to come and, and, and do something and prove something against.
1: Davey mentioned uh, the directors, Douglas Park. You know, putting their. Um hand in the pocket, and spending money during the summer. Do you want to mention Kemar Roof and the signing and the worth they're getting from that guy?
2: Well, I think you're now seeing the the quality that he's got. You had a tough spell in the beginning, coming off of not playing a lot of games. You know, I heard the guys speaking about that in the show earlier in the week, and what you need as a striker, I think, is goals breed confidence. But what he's got that no other striker in the league has given you so far is is eight goals from open play. All different types of goals. He seems to be... um, Probably similar to Lee Griffiths in that sense, where he's a real penalty box striker. He's in there, he's the one that's reacting before other players. That was where they got his goal from at the weekend. You know, he's aggressive, he's an all rounder, he works ever so hard for the team. Uh, And you don't often get that with a lot of strikers. You know, he's been a real big, big signing because I think if you go back to last season when Rangers came to the stumbling block of December, January, February, they were so heavily reliant on Alfredo Morelos, and when Alfredo Morelos didn't come up with the goals or he wasn't in the team through suspension um, there was no real other goals to come and yes, Rangers have had a lot of goals across the team this season, Davy, you might agree but he's come up with the big moments European goals He
3: plays in the penalty box and that, that's yeah. where the prolific strikers play For me, Morelos plays too much outside the penalty box now and I know that Stephen Gerrard is trying to copy Liverpool's yeah. Format. The way Firmino drops in mm-hmm. Drops deep And, and Morelis is doing that Morelis is doing that too much for me And going far too deep mm-hmm. There's times Morelis is taking the ball off his centre-backs Morelis is a finisher And you want to get your finishers As high up the in pitch the as you can yeah. And Roof is a predator The goal he scored against uh, Motherwell at the weekend Typical middle of the six-yard ball, uh, box Ball breaks, bang And that's, you know i played with guys like Bobby Lennox And that's where they make their living Six-yard box
2: and I think he, he's also in there training every day alongside Alfredo yeah. Morelos. you know, and as much as these players will be getting on with one another and their teammates, there's competition there. Sure. You yeah. know, if you do well at the weekend and you play and you score and you get the team a huge three points, you don't want to be out the, the team, you know, Come the Wednesday night. Why would you be? Why would you yeah. ever be happy with that? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so I think it will be interesting to see how the the next period of time, you know, plays out for Rangers and their striking options. But so credit to the the board, and again, as Davy touched on with the recruitment, because that is something that either wins or loses your titles. Yeah,
3: I mean, I, look, I don't think it's a way to run a football club. The way Rangers are running the club at the yeah. moment. I mean, th- this is this is all geared to to certainly to stop ten on a row, but also yeah. to to make progress in Europe. Yeah. They made twenty one million pounds from making the last 16 last season. Yep. But you can't run a football club if it's not sustainable. Sure, And they're, they're running the club through the generosity of the directors. Now, fair play to Douglas Park and all the guys who are digging deep. But in the longer term, Rangers have to find a different business model.
1: All right, what do you think? Give us a call 0808 17, 17 Come on the socials at GoFootballShow or text GO plus your message to 87474. So we'll get the predictions and the full rundown on all the teams just after this.
0: The Ball Radio Football
1: Show. Let's go. Wednesday night, the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited, Paul Cooney with Leanne Crichton and Davy Proven, Rob McLean too, and you on 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Less than fifteen minutes to go to kickoff. The match is tonight. Dundee United against Kilmarnock. Davy, your old team
3: need to start picking up points. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Obviously, they had to forfeit uh, points, yep. but the performances uh, haven't been good enough. Chris Burke was scratching his head the other night when he was in with us, but you know there, there are so many managers under pressure. We talked about Stephen Robinson. Yep. Um, the, the lad Kettlewell's already lost yep. his job, and, and you wonder, Alec Dyer, if he if he lost another two or three games, he'd be under major pressure as well. So Dundee
1: United, Kilmarnock, uh, Leanne, what do you think? What's your scoreline? What do you think is going to happen this evening?
2: I think it'll be a close game. I don't think there'll be too much in it, but, you know, Kumarnat do need to, to pick up points. Dundee United, you know, I think they need to, to get themselves into a, a better run, perhaps, because I look at the players in that team, like Shanklin, Nicky Clark, um, they, sh- they should be a, a, an attacking threat. You know, if they're going to bring something to the division, I think they can offer more of that. Um, it's probably got a draw written all over it, Paul.
1: Killy on 17 points and Dundee United on 21, so so a draw, you reckon, Leanne. Davy, what do you think? I
3: think the United will win that game. I, I think Kelly yeah. are on a bit of a spiral mm-hmm. just now. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, as you mentioned, tough for Alec Dyer after a good start to the season. OK, that's what you reckon there. Um, Hibs St Mirren, Leanne, what, what do you feel about that? Isn't that amazing the way St, so far, Jim Goodwin, the job he's doing? But uh, I'll ask you the question. I'll let you say it rather than me.
2: But it, it just shows you football, Paul. Yeah. You know, a few months back, St Mirren, they had won one game in yeah. 10. They've stuck by Saint Mirren. They were going through that tough spell with COVID issues, injuries, games cancelled, postponed, whatnot. Now here they are, unbeaten in eleven. You know, a great run of form. I think it will be a, a tasty one tonight because you've got so many associations between current Hibs players. Mm-hmm. You know that have come from Saint <laughs> yeah. Mirren. Um, Kyle McGeenish. You know, I'm sure he'll have a wee bit between his teeth to go back and and yep. play against these to play against his old side in uh, the capital. But I think a I fancy perhaps they come out and talk because I'm I'm not sure St. Mirren have really get. Much more quality in terms of players. I think if Hibs perform as well as they can, you know, but that's been a question for me. You know, mm. they've missed so many opportunities in the last couple of weeks to really go and put pressure on Killer instinct. both Celtic yeah. and Aberdeen yeah. at the top yeah. of the table. They could have been second tonight, yeah. get into this game. You know, there's only one point between them, but I think they'll look at that as two points dropped at the weekend for that draw against Dundee United.
1: So what's your scoreline?
2: I'm going to go for Hibs 2 1.
1: 2 1 Hibs. Yeah, Davy it's a good point. Leanne makes quite a few of the players won't be sure which uh, dressing room to go into. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: absolutely. I'm a little bit surprised that O'Beakers not playing for some yeah, but um, they I mean, they're, they're, they're going so well at the moment. I, I think they can get a draw there tonight. I don't think they'll win the game, but I think they can get a draw. I so,
2: think the beaker's one of these players, Davey. For me, I've seen a lot of him. He's not prolific. Mm-hmm. You know, there's it, it games he plays where he, he does a lot. He works hard. He comes out the box a lot. We've spoken about that there. Um, I think he, he, he's actually looked better coming off the bench and looking like a, a threat. Impact. You know, when yeah, that impacts up because he's got that physicality. come came on at the weekend and. Uh, You know, he scored his header, you know, from a set play. I think he offers St Mirren that. And it's good that Jim Goodwin will be glad that they've got options like that where they can have a beaker on the bench. Mm
3: -hmm. Good squad he's got now if you look at his bench, you know. He has. It's a really good squad they've got.
2: And when I listened to Jim earlier on in the season, you know, when he was under a bit of pressure and he was saying, listen, you know, I'm confident that when we get the squad fit and we get the foot, you're kind of going, is this one of these ones that you're saying that? But, you you know, you're buying time almost. Credit to him. He's absolutely spot on and they've went on to a tremendous run.
1: And David, your scoreline there, you said, uh, what do you reckon? Draw. A draw. A draw, right. Okay, goals in it. One, one each. One each, that's who you're going for. One of the
3: scorers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton <laughs> against Livingston. So Hamilton have defied the odds so often, they've started to do well, but against Livy and what a run they're on under David Martindale. What, first of all, what about the appointment of the manager?
3: Yeah, I mean, the, the appointment makes sense. It'll be very interesting to see whether the SFA uh, are happy, you know, yeah. given David Martindale's yeah. background, which we all know about whether the SFA will sanction that uh, I hope he gets a chance yep. uh, I think everyone deserves a second chance and you can't argue with the results since he, he took over
1: I didn't really know the story I read about it you know um, a time inside he came out he um, educated himself and has reformed and he's worked really hard he started doing everything at the club didn't he and
3: the one thing I would say here he has been working at the club for the last two or three seasons yeah what is the difference between him working as assistant manager and manager how why would the sfa step in now mm. when he becomes manager when he's been an employee of the the, the club for two or three seasons mm. and remember this is an sfa who welcomed mike tyson a convicted rapist to hamden and rolled out the red carpet for him so David Martindale, for me, deserves a second chance.
0: Yep. Learn.
2: I think, you know, credit to David Martindale. I listened to his interv- interviews this week and as much as, you know, you I was aware of the, the story, I think it takes a, a lot of character from a person to come out, you know, and putting his hands up and, and speaking openly about it. Yep. You know, it's a pressure situation. They could quite easily have Continue to fly under the radar at clubs where he is in the background he's assistant manager, you know, but he's putting in obviously a lot of hard work and, and he wants, you know, to take the club that next step, which he thinks he can. So far, the results on the pitch have been good. You know, I think they're unbeaten in four. The players seem to be happy, comfortable, you know, motivated to play under him. Um, and I think Livingston have been disappointing this season. You know, mm-hmm. but they started, it. they're a team that we. You know, spoke so much about the run that they went on last year. How you know their home games were so difficult to overcome. They really had an identity. I think they've lost that this season, and what you've seen over the last three or four games is a bit of that coming back again. So it's you know it's a big night uh, for Hamilton as well. They get a good win against Ross County at the weekend. You know credit mm-hmm. to them again. Covid problems this week again. I'm not too sure how many players will be, um, you know, missing from that, that that Brian Rice perhaps would have liked to have included mm-hmm. through injury and whatnot. But it's just that bottom end of the, the table is ever so tight.
1: So what's the scoreline for
3: you? Hamilton. Think, Levy, no,
2: Levy. it's going to be a Livingston yeah. win tonight You're for going me. For yeah, I just think one it'll point be.
1: between them, Davy. You were yeah. speaking to Brian Rice. Yeah,
3: I spoke to Brian Rice this afternoon. He's without nine players through COVID and, and wow. injury. Uh, players yeah. who were contact traced and and now have to isolate. Um, wow. Their dressing room's basically been decimated. I, I think Levy will win that game. And, Brian Rice will have to go with the, the same again, skeleton side, if you like, against Celtic coming uh, Saturday.
1: It's a real worry, isn't it? It is for everybody, stating the obvious, but uh, you know, with the new strain of it, Davey, with football, what's going to happen going into the new
3: year? Well, I mean, who knows just how bad it's going to get? Yeah. And, you know, the, this nonsense about biosecure bubbles. I mean, these, these players are going home, their sure. kids have been at school, their wife's been out in a supermarket. You, you, you can't keep the uh, players safe, it's impossible.
2: The thing is, with a lot of these teams as well, I, I know what it was like in my time that I played uh, down at Notts County, where we sh- players' houses that were shared. You know, There was four of us in the one house, three-bedroom house, one toilet... Um, a lot of these young players look at Hamilton for example now that I'm saying that that's the reason why nope. they've, they've perhaps had contact cases and whatnot because the clubs are going above and beyond to try and create these bubbles it's ever so difficult um, but when you've got a lot of people that are interacting yep. all the time there's no way you can eliminate you know this virus is it's not recognising nope. training grounds and um, pitches you know that's just the harsh reality of it but I, I would never like to think you know that football would be under threat because yep. I think it's been one thing of late that's, that's keeping people going says,
3: yeah. I, th- I think I think you forget as well how difficult it is for some players. I mean you, you take some of the players who aren't married, so that they're supposed to go to the training ground, go straight home and stay at four walls. Mm-hmm. I mean it's difficult,
2: Davy. It is and that's what you feel, you know, even a lot of the the players that we've got at Glasgow City just now, players that have come over in in goodwill, signed contracts, new players, this all kicks off in March. Have they all come from from all over all over, you yep. know, girls that have come from America, mm-hmm. Australia, we've now signed a couple of players this week, you know, that have come over from Iceland with it. How can you say to these players, don't socialise, don't... I I mean, that's what you're needing to do and that's what they're having to do, but you're you're never getting to know people, you know? you're Really tough. The reason why you get to know players Mm. is, you know, you're only seeing them on the training pitch and around. Sometimes that's not enough for you, especially your mental health.
1: Yep, mental health uh, is really, really important. A few minutes to kick off, so Motherwell Aberdeen... Davey, what do you think?
3: I think Aberdeen will nick it. Motherwell really struggling just yeah. now and I, I've tipped Aberdeen to finish above Hibs so I, I really need them to win I them to win
2: it. Leanne? I was vice versa. Yeah. I'd actually tipped Hibs for third yeah. this season but uh, I do think Aberdeen will edge it tonight. I think it'll be close though because you know, there's never too many goals at Fir Park but I fancy them 2-1, perhaps
1: 2-0. So the Glasgow 2 then. What about Celtic, Ross County? Leanne?
2: I think it'll be a comfortable win for Celtic. I think... You know, Two or three, I don't mean ridiculous scoreline, but I do think when you've got uh, Edward and Griffiths in the team, they always come up with goals together and I would be more than surprised if that wasn't the case tonight. So, yeah, Celtic 2-0.
1: Davey, the new manager factor, will it be big enough for Ross County?
3: To... Well, I mean, I, I think John Hughes will get a reaction, but I just think the situation Celtic are in. Celtic, Celtic are under huge pressure. They can't afford to drop anything and... Celtic players respond to pressure. They, they react to pressure in a positive way. I, I think Celtic won every game going into the old firm game and then it'll be down to them whether they can blow it, wide don't. Mm-hmm. Scoreline tonight, what do you think? Uh, like Leanne, uh, two or three. Yeah. Yeah. And a clean sheet? Well, that would uh, be yeah. important. That would be helpful. It yeah. would, wouldn't
1: it? Yep. Okay, and what about Rangers? We've uh, on the socials, uh, Julianne's been on in the south side. She's predicting a 3-0 win for Rangers at uh, Perth. I
2: think Rangers would bite your hand off for a, a 3-0 win up in Perth you know what Callum Davidson's doing good things with, mm-hmm. with St Johnston up there um, I think it'll be tight you know I can see that being even just as, as little as a 1-0 win for Rangers but I do think they'll get all three points tonight and the
1: headlines I should have said at the start of the show you were saying Morellis, uh is on the bench Yeah.
2: yes and he could be the player you know Rob mentioned that yeah. as well he could be the player that comes off the bench and gets of those points but I certainly don't think it'll be an easy night for them because um, the pitch up in you know, Perth I don't imagine mm. it'll be too great at this time of year you know Rangers are not be popping the ball about and, and playing the types of football that we've seen them it's
3: a, horrib- it's a horrible stadium let's be honest I mean it's soulless <laughs> Even when the crowd's in up there, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah,
1: yeah. The coldest I've ever been. Any oh, of the it wasn't yeah, Petaudry, wide open. It wasn't Tannadice. Honestly, it was Mcdermott
3: Park. No, no harm yeah. to even
2: as a young player. We used to have a lot of national team training camps up in Perth, and yeah. uh, it's one of those. Listen, the people at Perth will be absolutely furious. I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a tough night, I think. You know, and you never yeah. know. St Johnstone could pull it out of the bag, but I certainly fancy Rangers. You
3: fancy Rangers uh, David what do you reckon? Yeah Rob said earlier on he thought it might be a long night for Uh Rangers I think it might be and I think think Leanne has more or less said that I think Rangers will get there but it'll it'll be St. Johnson will sit in and it'll be hard to break them down but
1: Rangers will get there the sea, the the night starts with Ross County anchored at the bottom on 13 points after 18 games. Hamilton on 17, along with St Johnson and Kilmarnock on 18 points. St Mirren uh, and Livingston on 21. So the top six is Dundee United in 21, Motherwell who were wind assisted by the you know the three nil victories. Three nils a bit much, the derby isn't it? It was handed over. Yeah, but can they take it back? No, they I, won't. I, no, they, they can't. definitely you, won't. You said that, but yeah. I mean three nil anyway. Motherwell are on 21 and uh, Hebs on 30. 33, Aberdeen in 34, Celtic in 34 after 15 games. And then top of the table, Rangers on 15 so it was an unbeaten run for so long until it was St Mirren this time last week what is going to happen tonight Uh, stay tuned you'll find out
0: after the news feel the heat of the game the crunching tackles the near misses and diving headers feel the drive from the sidelines feel the passion of your captain feel the celebrations feel the last minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy, and more, visit opc ltd.uk. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's
1: go. Paul Cooney with Leanne Crichton and Davy Proven. We're just uh, getting ready for the Christmas countdown. The fixtures start here tonight. We've kicked off in all the matches in the Premiership. Celtic-Ross County. And the news there is that Griffiths and Edward partner up front. Hamilton against Livingston. David Martindale in charge for the first time as the manager of Livy. Hibs against St Mirren. Uh, Hibs kicking themselves after uh, the weekend. Seagrass. What a keeper, Davy. At Dundee United. Uh, Seagrass certainly
3: he's one to watch for the future. Yeah, we'll talk this morning about uh, Celtic making a bid for him um, but his agent saying there's a lot of interest from, from Holland as well and, and Germany, so...
2: That's what a good agent does, isn't it? Well, of
3: I course do, they do, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, he has
2: actually looked very good. I though.
3: mean, if, if, would, would Celtic really go and buy another goalkeeper having spent £5 million on Vasilis Barkas? What an admission of a mistake that would be, wouldn't it? Indeed. Celtic fans, what do you think? 08, 08, 17,
1: 17, 700. And what about St Mirren fans? Maybe Tony Fitzpatrick was right at the start of the season when the chief exec said they could be top six. They are 11 games undefeated there at Hebs tonight. And do Hebs have it? Have they got that uh, the killer instinct to see teams off, which they didn't do at the weekend? St Johnson against Rangers, the league leaders. Rangers 16 points clear. Yes, Celtic, three games in hand, but 16 points clear. Rangers playing at St Johnson. Motherwell against Aberdeen is a 6.15 kickoff, and then Dundee United-Kilmarnock at 6.30. We are monitoring all the matches here tonight. We've uh,
3: got people around all the grounds. Great to see uh, yep. the crowds back in down <sighs> south, though. Crowds back in, grounds down south. I mean, terrific. I mean, I know it's only a start, yeah. but it'd be great to see you up here as well, wouldn't it?
2: Absolutely. It's strange actually seeing that there yeah. with, the, with the crowds. Um, I know, it's, it seems like it, it's getting worse again before it will get better. Um, but what a difference it must make, even just as a player, you know, mm. walking out to a bit of It probably feels strange, you know, even when you're at games now, you know, covering them um, and there's a bit of noise, you're thinking... You know keep the noise down because I'm trying to hear through my, my ear. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, do you think you know that, that you would normally do this yeah. in packed stadiums and away fans that are, you know don't stop for the full game? But yeah, desperate to get the fans back.
1: But the vaccine is coming, this will improve, and we need to see the plan to get football fans back into the grounds. How can you go to a cinema
3: in Aberdeen and watch Aberdeen in an enclosed yeah. space and you can't go to Petodrey? Yeah, I mean. They're talking about, or Boris Johnson is talking about having people vaccinated by Easter. Hopefully that will allow Euro 2020 to to go ahead with crowds. And even if not capacity, some kind of crowds into grounds because it would make so much difference.
2: I think summer's our best hope Mm -hmm. for it, to be honest, you know, for being realistic. (laughs) we're <laughs> at the end of December we're getting into the new year um, by the time you roll out vaccines and what not and, whatnot, and you actually get proof that you know it's working as well as you would hope it would with the mass numbers but certainly you know if you could say the now that there would be fans at any sort of number at the, the Euros over the summer you would probably bite your hand off for it just to guarantee it yep
1: 0808 08, 17 17 700 give us your calls and we're on the socials at Go Football Show so no scores so far no goals in Dundee United nil. come nil. Like, no well they haven't kicked off <laughs> <laughs> team haven't kicked off either. But St. Johnson Rangers 0-0, Hibbs and St. Mirren 0-0, Hamilton and Livingston and Celtic against Ross County. Uh, tough times for Mikel Arteta, Davey. You know, another defeat last night. I know he changed it a lot because they've got Chelsea, haven't they, in the next couple of days. But you begin to worry about the former Rangers hero.
3: It, it was a strange call um, because he'd never managed on his own before. Yeah. And I'm not um, saying that should disqualify him, but... You know, you need surely, in that league in particular, you, you need some kind of frontline experience, uh, much more than, than sitting next to Pep Guardiola. Yeah. And, you know, to, to bomb um, Ozil, yeah. you know, not even include him in his squad this season, yeah. it was a strange one for me. I know that Ozil has, has caused a bit of trouble at the club, um, seems to be a bit awkward, but he can play, and they could do with him right now. Certainly could. Yep.
2: Yeah. You just wonder if there was fans allowed in stadiums, what the reception would be. The now for I always think English football is a hard one to gauge at times. You know, especially clubs like Arsenal. When you speak about the passion that Scottish fans have got. What are they saying about the situation just now? Because even like that with Merseyside, if if that's one of your best players, are you happy that your your team are losing? I mean, what an opportunity last night, quarter-finals of the cup. They're out that as well. They're sitting at a ridiculous position, um, fifteenth. Have you ever seen Arsenal, you know, in the last two or three decades sitting fifteenth in, in the Premier League? It's just a very strange situation. Because 'Cause they're
1: one of the giants of English football.
2: They are and I know but, football works in cycles and that changes, yeah. you know. We've seen Liverpool dominate for years and, and, you know, never be near the top end and it comes round again. But perhaps this is Arsenal's you know, time now not to be one of those top clubs because they really need an overhaul um, from top to bottom by the sounds of it and they need to get players in and uh, backroom staff by the sounds of it that can help Mikel Arteta achieve that.
1: Games in England tonight, Stoke nil, Tottenham 1 is the latest there, David. Gareth Bale, yeah. header, ah, yeah. back
3: post, yeah. Yeah, because he's not featured much. No, he hasn't. Yeah. Um, but he's got a chance tonight and he's, he's, he's taken it, one up.
1: I see the, they were criticising the dressing rooms at Stoke City. I don't know if you saw that, Leanne. They said they were <laughs> terrible, but they've got them done up for today. They were freezing. Uh, 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 some opposition should, had been there, weren't happy. You Neil know, Warnock, yeah. wasn't it? He uh, Walnut, up That's right,
3: yeah. Port of yeah. was uh,
1: in. I, yes. They
2: could tell that we come up to Glasgow and I'll take them a tour of some of the changing facilities that we use or the stands <laughs> that we've been getting changed in, you know, yeah. for the games and the freezing cold. Speak to some of the Scottish players, and we'll give them a run for their money.
1: And owned by people who are among the richest in the UK, Davey. So you think they've, yeah, they've yeah. obviously shelled out. The coats, indeed, the, the coats family. family, yeah, yeah. yeah um. Yep. So uh, it's had a coat of paint, apparently, and it's been. It was just funny to hear, it wasn't <laughs> it? You'd never imagine in the Premiership, or I know they're in the First Division, <laughs> yeah. but uh, the Championship? But you would never imagine. And that, that's trouble. the coldest
3: ground in England, by the way. Uh, is it? Saint John's <laughs> is the coldest in Scotland, <laughs> yeah. Davey's coming for
1: everybody tonight.
3: Stoke. Oh my goodness. Everyone's getting it tonight.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> boxers uh, quite rightly do you and, know it's Christmas yeah. coming up Davey when they let you the
2: know it's 23rd of December now?
1: Le- Leanne okay. here's a question uh, from Chris in the City Centre uh, he's been on the socials, has Morelis shaven off uh, quite a lot of his value this season so we were talking about Lille uh, bidding 15 million back in July um, Rangers said no they wanted more, the, the bigger bid didn't come in what do you think Morellas now would be worth?
2: I think, yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think he has dropped in value this season simply because the, the goals haven't been there. You know, Rangers can come out and defend the way he plays and, you know, this new um, tactic that they have where he is dropping deep and, and it's more about the team and whatnot. But if you're a team looking to sign that's why strikers are the most expensive. Players, you know, yeah. or they have been until Virgil Van Dyke um, yeah. <laughs> <True. laughs> went, yeah. you know, was sold. But I think he needs to score goals. If they're looking for anything over ten million now, he needs to go and, and get a tally of goals together. Because David touched on it earlier. I, I wouldn't even look at him now. If you were a a manager or a, a you know a chief exec somewhere that's recruiting and scouting, I don't know if you would look at Alfredo Morelos and really tick too many boxes just now. You know, no, I, I, I think know the I value he adds yeah. to the team and, and Rangers mm-hmm. have spoke about that but really if you're the outside looking in, I don't know if you would see too much of that I,
3: I think there are, there are two points, I think the market in general now is deflated because mm-hmm. clubs don't have yeah, the totally. amount of money because yeah. of the hit they've taken through yeah. Covid and I also think his forum has seen his value depreciate as well I, I think Edward as well, I don't, I don't think he's worth what Celtic might have got from no. last summer No. Uh, I wonder about his attitude, whether he, yep. he really wants to be there um, I, I know the penalty looked really clever at the weekend mm-hmm. I, would, would, would I, I just don't know why he's trying that where do you stand on that
1: I know he's criticised uh, Neil McCann's now being criticised but Neil McCann's entitled to his opinion what did well, you what think about the it? so I think he said it was disrespectful to Craig Gordon
0: I, I, I,
3: I, I'm not sure it's disrespectful as, as long as it comes off I mean Zidane mm-hmm. did it in the World Cup final mm-hmm. and yeah. just got away with it didn't he hit yeah. the side yeah, of the just,
2: bar yeah. but um, it's risky but see to be honest I've have- take my hat off to it. I think to, to be brave enough to go I mean I've had a few penalties over the last couple of months in shootouts in European competitions it's the most nerve-wracking place to be so yeah. to be as cool as he was and to try that I mean again if he misses it there's probably no way back for him in a lot of Celtic fans' minds well, because can they, you they imagine would respond Craig, Craig but Orner
3: just stayed up but in the I, middle
2: and that's a chance you take but I do think a penalty has become goalkeepers are better now you know goalkeepers are, are bigger and more agile this new rule about having to have one foot on the line it makes it so difficult um so even as a penalty taker now that you can there's more I think there's more thought behind it and it's, it's more about really calling the bluff of your opponent. That's what he done at the weekend. There's I thought homework. it was different class and yep. to be honest, it, it would have been a different story this week. But I think certainly he's a player, David, that his value has dropped it and, yeah. and that's to do with the market and to do yep. with probably just the goals haven't been there the yep. same as they were last season for him.
3: I I think you'll see quite a few players leave both of firm clubs this summer. Mm-hmm. I mean, the clubs yep. will have to recoup money.
2: He, just to go back to Alfredo, I wonder what he sees, because he looks to me like a player that is looking for that next move. There's a lot of chat, there's a lot of information that seems to be leaked in, in terms of agents chatting about clubs it that are interested he's, 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 in He said it when he was back
3: in, um, in Colombia. Mm-hmm. He said it to radio stations and television stations. He wants to play in a bigger league.
2: But I, I don't know where that next move is for him just now, because he, he's not scoring goals the way he was he certainly doesn't look as fit his temperament's still not perfect which no player is but I think at some point you need to develop and you need to learn so if you're a club that's been looking at his progress over the last 18 months have you seen an improvement in that player? I don't think so
3: No, don't think so more of it I think think he he would get a mid to lower league Premier League club in England I think so when and how David, long
2: would they survive there for Davy? You look well, at the amount would, of players depend, that don't make it. Or, it would
3: depend on on what kind of shape he's in. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think he's fit enough, I've got to be honest. I think he's it, heavy. It, I think that you would need to get him fit. That's the
2: biggest thing in football now, is athleticism mm. over football. Genuinely, that for me it, it is the players that are the fittest, the fastest, the strongest, the most robust, the most resilient. They're the players that go for a lot of money and are worth more to clubs.
1: Ironic that the two main strikers, two of the main strikers, Griffiths and Morels, came back, didn't look fit. True. The start of the season, it wasn't mentioned at Rangers, but you know, people well, on
3: this show said you could see it. Morales did not look the same player. It's it's disgraceful. Yeah, it's absolutely disgraceful that you can't turn up fit to do your job.
2: But I think for Rangers, it's it's not affecting Rangers. Mm-hmm. You know, Lee Griffiths not being fit has probably cost them points this season.
3: Might have cost the, them. Might have cost Celtic the league when you look back on it.
2: Uh-huh. Absolutely, cost, and that's why it's. Might have cost them that's a what place we do in the and... Champions
3: League as well because yeah. he couldn't play against Ferns. Ferris. Mm-hmm. They played with Ryan Christie up front against Ferns Farris. Yeah. Didn't have a striker.
2: no, yeah. oh, absolutely. And I think that's what what Lee Griffiths will need to live with. though. that's the pressure yeah. that, that we, we as pundits in Scottish football will put on him. But likewise, Alfredo Morales, if he had been sent off against Indy United, we mentioned it, it would have been blown up. You know, he would have cost it, 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 his team. Um, and if he doesn't kick on and score goals and come on tonight, for example, you know, if they're needing a goal tonight and he's on the bench and he comes on, he's coming on in good faith that he's going to deliver and score. If he doesn't what's his purpose? You know, fans are then going, you've missed the last two games, you've not contributed, you've came on tonight. I'm
3: reluctant to think that Steven Gerrard would have left him out tonight as a punishment. I think Mm -hmm. he would want to pick a team to win the game.
2: I think, and also the players that have played don't deserve to come out of the team. You know, you look at Kmart Roof, um, Defoe, yeah. they spoke about they won't use him really to a game it's but, in as uh, uh, well done um, chance um, yep absolutely
1: Celtic have had good early pressure no scoring so far uh, chasing down on the Ross County goal but nothing of note so far Livingston almost scored at Hamilton after five minutes across into the box uh, Pittman at the back post but he flicks the effort just inches wide so no goals so far we were speculating just before and which should be goals tonight surely but Celtic nil Ross County nil and Rangers nil St. Johnson nil at McDermott Park. Hibs nil. St. Mirren nil. Kicking off now at Motherwell against Aberdeen and Dundee United against Kilmarnock. Just, uh, just a pity there are no fans uh, at the matches. But uh, Christmas coming, Leanne. You were saying are you organised. I can't believe it's just over. What two sleeps?
2: Every year, um, yep. Paul. I say I'm never leaving the, the wrapping until the last day. And. I- And I've left it till the last day. I'm absolutely (laughs) furious because I resent it on Christmas Eve when I'm left with it and it ruins my Christmas Eve, but... I've been a bit busier than I would have liked this year You're September, not alone. So yeah. I, can, I cannot complain.
1: When are you playing again? Because it's been a really busy few weeks, a tough few weeks for Glasgow City, and you were close last week against Sparta Prague. You came back down 2-1 down, and we were hoping and praying that uh, you would do it. You didn't start the match?
2: No, nope, never started the match. We fell short. We conceded after, I think, maybe nine, ten minutes, which was put, her un- put us under a bit of pressure, um, giving Sparta that away goal. Uh, so we would have needed to have scored two, at least to get it to extra time. You know, it became a bit of a a big ask, and once they got that away goal, which you see in European football, you know they they had every trick up their sleeves to to manipulate this us and provoke. You know what was going on in the pitch, and they're just typically European. You come it becomes, across that
3: before because um, you see a lot. According to the match reports, there was some stuff that was
2: yeah. There was stuff
3: yeah. There was, the, apparently, some of your players were were spat on.
2: Have you come across a, that? A couple of times. A couple of times. Um What I would say is that. I worry for the, the level of refereeing in, in Europe, especially in the women's game just now. It, there's a lot of stuff that I feel the women's game actually, it's more lenient. Um, and I don't know why that is, but I f- watch a lot of men's football. I cover it every other day. And I see decisions made consistently, and for me, consistently well. You know, you can agree or disagree with the new laws of the game and things yep. that change season to season. But for me, in the women's game, there's, there's far, far more lenient decisions made, and that frustrates me, especially in Europe. And a lot of the behaviour that we've seen uh, across the double header, you know, over in Sparta and uh, here in Glasgow. But as what it is. we've got a couple yep. of weeks off now, uh, chance for you know new players to come in. A couple of players have left us uh, and moved on. You know, we wish them well. Yeah. We lost to Rangers. It's joint at the top of the table now. They are, I think Rangers are two ahead in goal difference. Very, very tight, but it's one that we've not experienced this for a number of seasons now. Hibs pushed us close a few seasons ago. Um It's going to be a real big ask for us if we want to hang on to our title.
1: Yeah, obviously, some of the players have gone to Rangers and that, that's been tough for you. News coming in from Celtic against Ross County. It's still 0-0, but a great chance there for Ross Stewart. Came close as a header, Davey, but it went wide of the post
3: from about seven yards. It's it's, it's a warning for Celtic, isn't it? We talked about how they must defend tonight, how a clean sheet would be a real bonus for Neil Lennon. Um, I I mean, I I think Celtic with with Griffiths and Edward up front will will score a few tonight, but... They want to try and keep a clean sheet. Leanne's got the first goal of the night. Yep, it's
2: yep. a goal for Hibs. 1-0, Kevin Nisbet. It was after 18 minutes. You know, what a player he's been Isn't for he? Hibs. Yeah, yeah. Season he's watched yep. him across the mm. Championship um, for a couple of seasons. Did cost? 200 was, 300 grand or something? Aye, something like that, Davey. Incredible. And he's an all-rounder. You know, He's got absolutely everything to his game. Scores all types of different goals. Works hard for the team. Uh, links the game very, very well. Scores with his head. Right foot, left foot, you name it. So he's given... Hibs the advantage tonight, and I'm sure that will be one that pleases Jack Ross.
1: Conor Golson said a bit of treatment after he was tackling a long ball was coming towards him. Kane crashed into him, and uh, yeah, he's getting he's he's getting some treatment at the moment in a bit of bother, but he's managing to hobble off and he'll come back on. So you wouldn't want to lose Conor Golson, would you, when you're playing at Mcdermott Park?
2: No, and I think he's been one of the players as much as uh, Stephen Gerrard and his coaching team have chopped and changed with players this season he's been a mainstay in the team hasn't he I think there's only been one game that he's perhaps mm-hmm. not played 90 minutes um, he's been a huge huge player for um, them now and you know, I'm sure he'll, he'll soldier on its early days I think it would take a lot to, to put him out as early into the game as this He's been
1: so consistent for Rangers Connor Goldson, this season
3: Yeah I mean I always always feel there's still a ricket in him Do you? Uh, yeah. I think more so last maybe maybe because he made a few high profile mistakes yeah. Um you always feel that there's a mistake in him. But you can't argue with his consistency this season. He's been terrific. Yep.
1: Rangers are nil-nil at the moment at St Johnson so that's the first goal of the evening Leanne spotting, Hebb's going one up Kevin Nisbet, Hibs one St Mirren nil, just checking elsewhere and down south is Gareth Bale the only uh, scorer so far and uh, what's he on Davey, 300 grand a week or something isn't it He doesn't count his money anymore, yeah. he weighs <laughs> it <laughs> Ed Watt's back in his feet I hear after treatment from a head knock but uh, He's back on his feet. Nil nil, Celtic against Ross County. Same story for Rangers.
0: The Ball radio, football show. Let's go.
1: And a goal coming in for Celtic. Celtic have gone one up against Ross County as Rangers go one up at St Johnson. KmR Roof scoring there. We'll give you more on Celtic in just a second or two. In fact, Leanne Crichton has it.
2: Yep, it's David Turnbull that's grabbed the goal twenty four minutes in and he's found the breakthrough. So a couple of big Early, well you could call it early goals now I think for both old firm sides but I'm sure they'll both be delighted that they've, they've got a first take, half goal take, at
3: least Takes the pressure off a wee bit you know, when you're playing against teams who are going to sit and if you get the early breakthrough Absolutely, I think, off. I
2: mean, Rangers, you, you saw that with St Mirren the other week, they scored there early on in, in the cup tie, but they just couldn't then kick on, you know, it'll be, I think, rewarding for them tonight, if, if they can get another goal and, you know, certainly put that one to bed, Celtic similarly, you know, a lot of pressure heading into this one tonight, as Davey said, and, you know, a goal after 24 minutes, Turnbull, you know, he's, he's certainly proven his worth now that he's got a run in the team.
1: Game on for both of them. Rangers won up at Perth. Kemar Roof, we spoke about him earlier. Davy, worth his weight in gold. The way it's
3: going for him, getting better. Yep, getting better every getting week. Getting fitter. And, well, yeah. well, not just that. Strikers feed off confidence, yeah. and you know, and, and the only way a striker gets confidence is scoring. And he's doing really well for them right now. Question for Celtic: Where was David Turnbull for so long? Why wasn't he played? Don't don't know. That's that's one of the mysteries. Um, you know, he's in the team now, he's making an, an impact. But in hindsight, I think Neil Lennon will feel he should have been in the, the team a lot quicker than he was.
2: I think he's one of those players, you know, ask questions of that as well. I just wonder if he's a, a player that's been perhaps too quiet on his arrival at Celtic, you know, a, a bit too modest. and. What, what do you and, see him
3: as? What do you see him um, as as a midfield player?
2: I think well, he's, he, he's that player that can unlock the door, you know, in defences and really find a breakthrough. You watched him at Motherwell and what he created, you know, it was it, all different types of play to him. Yes, he can be in there at Motherwell and doing that defensive job, but I think David Turnbull's that player that can break you know midfield lines receiving the half turn receiving the other side of that midfield line find that through ball but he also comes up with some you know fantastic goals and you know that is what Celtic that was why they've been a a rush to sign him you know I I couldn't believe that it's taken so long for him to get in the side and and get a run in the team
1: The Rangers goal was Roof as you mentioned who do you think got the assist it was Ryan Kent Um,
2: No surprise. No surprise with that, and he's a player actually, Ryan Kent this season that's perhaps flying under the radar a bit, in the sense that you know he came in a lot of money, a lot of pressure um, with his move. You know, I think he was coming up, maybe perhaps trying too hard last season. You know, to always come up with that goal or that moment. I think what he's doing now, maybe similar to Alfredo Morelos, he's doing a lot of work for the team. you know. And if you can guarantee players like a Ryan Kent that's offering up assists, even tonight it's Martin Boyle that's providing for uh, Kevin Nisbet. I think when you look at what James Forrest has contributed to a Celtic team over the years last season, what, 16 assists, uh, 22 assists, I think 16 goals, something incredible. If you can get players like that that are constantly providing for your front front players like Akema Roof. You know, they'll get you
1: goals. You're on the telly tonight. We'll see you in sports scene, and you'll see uh, that's an amazing goal from Kevin. This, but I think it's 20 yard screamer.
2: Yep. and that doesn't surprise me you know a, a lot of games tonight uh, to get across I'm lo- looking forward to covering those because again it's what you like to see and, and certainly the coverage across all the media outlets it, it has been you know very very good over this festive period and um, yeah a busy night for me
1: and for Celtic the goal created by the man who's back today Jeremy Frimpong he dribbled through Davy in the way that you did in the past <laughs> played it and Turnbull was there to make it 1-0 yeah
3: I mean to, to be fair Celtic really have missed James Forrest but I think probably the nearest you get to James Forrest in the wide area is Frimpong yeah. you know he, he's got the trick he can go past the full back and get a cross in and that's what Celtic badly need right now Celt- teams playing against Celtic now defending the width of their 18 yard box leaving the, the, the ball on wide and, and you know just relying on defending crosses coming into the box yeah. but they need good words. Yep. here's Ryan on the line hi Ryan
1: Hiya, yeah, how are you doing? Yeah, good. We know we're twenty eight minutes into the game, but St Johnson Rangers, I think can we still if we get you before the half hour, what's your prediction? What do you reckon? Rangers one up of course. Going,
0: I'm going I'm gonna draw and I was and I was gonna draw before the even game was kicked off. Just Yep.
1: I know you were yeah, you were holding on. So what you, who's gonna score for St Johnson?
0: Um I think Oh, I think Stevie May will come on and score. Ah, yep.
1: Yeah. Stevie yeah. mate. You... Uh, they are tough. You were on a great run, and and then you lost.
0: Um, but uh,
1: you're confident to get top six and stay there this season. I'm not actually.
0: Are you not. No.
1: <laughs> Why? No, I'm not.
0: I'm, I'm not. I just. I just think we're we're leaking too many goals at the back. Mm. I mean, we were we were doing well living games, and then we've seen we had a blip again, but we've seen we do that too often. And a lot of these teams now are now battling so. I don't think we we'll, I don't think we're strong enough this season to hit the top six. Maybe next season if we. I hope to stay the league, but I don't think this season will be in the top six.
1: Tommy Wright difficult to follow, Davey isn't he? For uh, Callum Davidson, but he's made a decent start. Yeah, I, I yeah. think
3: Callum Davidson will do all right. Um, I, I think if you give him time, he, he's very intelligent. He's one of the modern day managers, uh, dare I say that. Leanne was talking about earlier on. And, you know, if if St Johnson stick with him, um, I'm sure he'll get it right eventually. And, you know, if if Callum Davidson... The the problem is that Tommy Wright raised the bar so much that people now look upon St Johnson as a top six side and look upon it as failure when they don't finish in the top six. Mm -hmm. St Johnson are doing well to stay in the the Premiership at all every season.
1: Good point, because they were championship for ages and he brought Silverwell when he was manager Tommy Wright
2: yeah. no it was always going to be a hard act to follow you know I'm looking at the table though and I think mm-hmm. you know Ryan I know you're saying it you don't think they're strong enough but I think St Johnston mm-hmm. are one of those teams that they do it every year where they go and a run of games mm-hmm. that they pick up points that um, you perhaps w- would never have tipped them to do so and you know I, I certainly don't think they'll be far away from it I, I think with the squad they've got
1: Here's another goal coming in and it's uh, Kamara has scored for Rangers so St Johnson 0 Rangers 2
2: reductions at the window. Ryan. Kamara. Ryan, thanks for calling <laughs> <laughs> okay, Have you got another uh, production?
3: <laughs> Cheers
1: Ryan
0: Okay listen no thanks worries. for
1: calling we'll talk about how cold it is there later but uh, that shot we had earlier thanks very much yeah it's uh, Ruth got the first one and Kamara just a few moments ago 31 minutes gone looking good for Rangers
2: yeah, I think that's you know, absolutely everything that Rangers would have hoped they could have gone to Perth tonight, even though it's cold and wet and rainy and horrible that Davies described, um, you know, but I think it's a big statement, you know, this would have been a game that, that you know, they've got no easy look, running. It looked tricky like, on
3: paper, didn't
2: it? It did, and especially, you know, the conditions we can joke about, but they certainly do play the part, especially at this time of the year when you've come off the back of a weekend game, um, but, you know, to get two goals within the, the half hour is, is certainly looking like it will be all three points for Rangers.
3: Game over really isn't it yeah. I mean let's be honest St Johnson aren't going to give Rangers a two goal lead and, and get anything out of the game now it's, it's a question of how many now And that's the difference isn't it with Rangers with Celtic two up you still think well people know
1: that there's been a leaky defence for Rangers unlikely to lose well, two Well you goals. saw that at the weekend yeah. Celtic
3: two up against Hearts yeah. and uh, you know I was ready to switch the TV off at 2-0 I thought yeah. game over and then you mm-hmm. think well wait a minute this, this Celtic d- defence is you know it's so fragile
2: and we've seen it from Rangers this season, you know, they probably can go on tonight and, and it could be four or five, you know, how many will it be? Because I think what they what they struggle with at times now, and, and we've seen in the last three or four games, is when they perhaps don't get that early goal, you know, like Motherwell, our or teams go ahead and... Um, they then drop really deep in it. It's about breaking them down. But when you go 2-0 ahead, that's, you know, you're know you feeling comfortable. Then you can relax as, as a team and know you've got that wee bit of cushion. You can go and play expansive football and really kick on.
1: I'm going to ask you, who do you think would get the assist there? It was a great run through the middle, played the ball through. Kamara had stroked it in. Any thoughts nice? there might be?
2: Aribo possibly.
1: A it was exactly, and you uh, mentioned him earlier on. Tonight, yep. Yep. So it was a reboot, real quality goal. Um, he made a direct run right through the middle of the park. He spotted Kamara and he was on the run and he calmly finished it. So, uh, two he's, goals
2: He's to... a player that you know started the season well, picked up that injury, um, you know, back out the team, and and he's now finding it no difficult to, to get his way back in, but he, he certainly knocked him straight back into the team. You know, but I think he, he looks fantastic. Well, he's, he's, well. he's another one who's got a trick. He's the one that can, can
3: come up with something. Yeah, you... yeah. I, I think if Stephen is picking a team tomorrow for a, a huge game, mm-hmm. his, his three are Kamara, Arfield, and Arebo. Yeah. I, I know he's got Haji, he's got mm-hmm. Stephen Davis, uh, yep. Zungu, but I, I think Ken. that's his three. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I'd agree with that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Davy
1: Proven and Leanne Crichton. Leanne's doing the rapping tomorrow. Davy, what about you? Do you do any of the rapping
3: or is it Fiona? I'd, I write my yeah. lady a check. And I do the dishes, that's the arrangement. Oh,
1: good, it does the For dishes, Christmas. that's good. So it should be, where, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, we're a modern man and woman here on this programme. So uh, you do the dishes. <laughs> Not very
3: well, I? You've dishwasher. <laughs> I'm just glad yeah, you are one. it's want, called want... David. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: just glad you weren't writing her a cheque for doing the dishes, that <laughs> <laughs> that's a good been, idea. I would have that's needed point. to have drawn the line at that's that point, baby. <laughs>
1: Motherwell uh, against Aberdeen, it's still nil-nil, but Aberdeen have come really close with uh, Maine rising from the corner, crashes the ball off the bar, so close there, but still nil-nil Motherwell against Aberdeen. Uh, both of you think that's going to be an Aberdeen win? I think yep. That's what we're saying. Yep.
2: Yeah, I fancy Aberdeen mm-hmm. to,
1: to edge it. You were saying about Motherwell. Uh, although they came third last year, the real damage they did was in twenty nineteen. Since the turn of the year, they they didn't have a good run, you know. Before mm-hmm. uh, it was stopped for COVID, if you look at the record books. So no,
2: and I think the difficulty with Mother Motherwell is, and I don't know, Davy, whether you would agree, but I feel that after every season, they always, a bit like Aberdeen as well, they lose key players, or they, they bring yeah. players in that are lone players, you know, or even when you look at players like Louis Moult that kind of yeah. moved on at, at certain yeah. times, um, Ryan Bowman, another player over, these are players that come in and... Curtis man. You know, you know? Put, Aye, and he's, yeah. he's playing against him tonight, I think it's actually him that's, that's hit that one off the bar, but... Um, they're just never players there long enough to really keep a level of consistency with Motherwell, which that is the club and I know it's tough for them to survive and they need to sell players on and make money and and you know losing David Turnbull this season is another example of that they've been that. very
3: good at it though haven't they producing players and, and moving them on and making money
2: yep. you that, know that, that's, that's but the that model, must it? be frustrating as a Motherwell fan yeah. you yeah. know because yeah. they have given them great moments you know cup games over the years and um, they can just concede to the fact that just perhaps when you get something good going yeah. you know it's going to come back down a couple of years um,
1: it's a good club isn't it and uh, there's a community aspect to it on the board Jim McMahon a great uh, chairman there as well successful business person and uh the people locally have backed the club but in, you would love to see them top six
2: and the manager you know a lot of, yeah, of course, people yeah. speak really highly of Stephen Robinson you know a, a couple of the guys that have worked alongside him coached under him um, well Hars might have
1: still sorry, been in the premiership if they'd gone for him rather than Stendhal
2: Perhaps, yeah. perhaps. Hindsight's a good thing, right? That's
1: quite it? diplomatic, yeah. Leanne, yeah, perhaps. <laughs> Can I just tell you, Celtic have come close. There's still one up, though, and it was Ryan Christie, shot from uh, quite some distance, just past the post. But uh, Ross County have had to make a substitution, and it's Ross Stewart who's had to go off, and uh, Shaw has come on, so uh, we'll look at how they will be now. So, But that's a blow, a bit isn't peso. it? yeah,
2: yeah huh? on the Shaw. He's, he's yeah. a player that, um you know, he was at Hibs and... Gave him a lot, then he's went up to Ross County hoping to get that regular bout of first team football and you know, often find yourself in the team and back out. Of it. He's not started tonight, but certainly an opportunity for him to go on and. Perhaps stretch that Celtic backline.
1: Go radio football show, Davy Provinc, Leanne Crichton, and Paul Cooney, where Celtic are one up in Ross County. It was David Turnbull after 24 minutes. Hamilton and Livingston are at 0 0. Hibs are one up in St. Mirren. Kevin Nisbet scoring after uh, 15 minutes. St. Johnson nil. Rangers 2. Kimar Roof on 22 and Glenn Camara on 31. Motherwell nil. Aberdeen nil. They kicked off at quarter past. We're heading towards uh, half time in the other matches. And Dundee United nil. Kilmarnock nil. they kicked off just uh, seven minutes ago. Davy, great to have the football. We're, we miss being there, but can you imagine if it was to stop? Uh, we, we hope it can continue to go right through the winter. Yeah, you, yeah. you,
3: you certainly hope so. We, we, we certainly hope the Scottish Government doesn't have to, to step in again, uh, talk about vaccines. We were all looking forward to, to getting supporters back into grounds. And, you know, it, it would be... I don't want to use the word tragic, but it'd be nope. hugely disappointing if you know, if the games were called off again.
1: Celtic another chance there and it's Christopher Ayer, a header, but it just goes past the post. That was a decent opportunity. So Celtic pressing before half time to try and get a second goal. They'll be conscious, you know, they're going at half time. David, do you find out, Leanne, after the, do they know what's happening with the opposition? Given that they're head to
3: head. David, do you think they will know what's happening at Rangers? I, I think Towards the back end of the season, if things were really tight, you would want to know the half time score. How how the other half of the one the, or two the city players might big.
2: ask, you know, yeah. you you often get that if there's perhaps you know a couple of squad players that are not involved that have you know get their, their phones or whatever you you have it on. Uh, hand now, but I don't think players would be too obsessed um, or keen to know in, until after the game. You know, of mm-hmm. course, if, if you mm-hmm. get the three points in the bag or whatever way it goes, you would you would want to know. You know how your closest rivals have yeah. done. Cy
1: so was saying that some of his players. What was he saying that they? they...
2: He slaughtered them. Was it the boy came in and give yeah. up and let him know that? Yeah. Uh, the score for the, the cup game, or what? Well, sure, he's I, absolutely thrown that boy under the bus. Yeah,
1: they drew last night. It was a decent result against Montrose. Montrose have started well, so Peterhead won one up there. I think Jim McAnally will be quite pleased with that, Leanne.
2: Yeah, but they thought so. You know, have a sticky patch, haven't they? I don't yeah. know if that was down to the fact that Cy Ferry was injured. I don't that know if he's, he's back. A, if, <laughs> he's he's back. Imp, if he's as important to the team as is that. Um, no, I'm only joking. But certainly, a, a decent result for them.
1: He's a great character and he helps us uh, enormously. He and Barry, great double act. Uh, we're going up in the ratings. We're up to nearly three hundred thousand. <laughs> bang on about this in downloads, Davy. I know you've never got it far from you. <laughs> the, the Go Radio <laughs> app, but we we are everyone the, making the switch and the joining us. Downloads
2: Excellent. have taken a dip in Perth tonight on <laughs> Stoke <laughs> on oh, Stoke
1: yeah. well Rangers are two up at the moment uh, Kemar Roof as we mentioned and uh, Glenn Kamara uh, Celtic are one up it's David Turnbull Hamilton and Livy 0-0 Hibs and St Mirren Hibs are one up Kevin Nisbet and no scoring at Dundee United Comarnock, same story Motherwell Aberdeen down south David you're keeping an eye on your colleagues
3: there at Sky I think it's still uh, one up Tottenham at Stoke yeah Tottenham yep. still one up Gareth Bale I think it's his second goal for Spurs since he's, he's come back yeah. on loan and yeah. who do you fancy Everton against Manchester United? I fancy Everton very strongly. Ancelotti's done a really good job there. A year exactly since he was appointed. Is yep. it really? Yep. Wow. Yep. Time flies. He's got a big dunk, see, yeah. a big dunk beside him. In, on the they bench. love him,
1: don't they? Dunk Ferguson.
3: Yeah, yeah. Legend. And I'll, I'll tell you what he has done. You, you, you look at managers and you, I think you can often judge them by what they do for individual players and what he's done with calvert Lewin down there, mm-hmm. yep. who I've got to say I, I thought was well short of being good enough mm-hmm. for... for for that level of football but totally wrong he's, he's made him a proper striker
2: you get a lot of managers I think at the top end of the game that they don't do a lot of coaching you know they don't make players better I think that's a prime example of that where he, he's went in and I think interviews that I've heard Calvert-Lewin speak it, it, he says the comments that the manager has given him you know yeah. targets that he set him key points that he's told him what he can achieve goals that can be achieved um, and I think that's huge especially for a young that player was that was what
3: Brendan Rodgers did as well at Celtic I've, apart oh, from winning all the trophies he yep. improved players didn't he you know, look at Ryan Christie Callum McGregor these boys because
2: yeah. the days are gone of I think just putting good players on a pitch and hoping that they, they can play well there's too much science to football now you know you. You can never reinvent the wheel, but I think there's a certain aspect and element of it. For me, I don't see a lot of young players even watching football now. You know, so a lot of things that I would have learned as a kid coming up as a youth player, I watched football relentlessly. I watched it on the telly, you know, try to learn from it. Um, I don't know if players are are as keen to do that now. What, are they too busy on FIFA? (laughs) Probably, yeah. Seriously, yeah. You know. But you need managers to come in with those little nuggets of information that make players better, and you know Calvert-Lewin's one of them.
1: Okay, very quick break. Rangers are still two up. Celtic are one up. Hibs are one up.
0: The Ball Radio Football Show. Let's
1: go. Thanks to Chris for the travel tonight, and Nans for the news. She'll be back at seven. We're here tonight. Tomorrow night, uh, we'll take Christmas Day off. But Ali Defoy will be on with the best bits, uh, the best bit of the show. Uh, for when we started on the 31st of July so look out for that on Christmas Day more details to come and no change since we went to the break Rangers are still two up at uh, St. Johnson Came our Roof in 22 minutes Glen Kamara in 31 just looking to see another close thing there um, but uh, no change, still two 0 for Rangers. Celtic are still one up. It was David Turnbull scoring in 24 minutes against Ross County. Ross County came close a few moments ago, but uh, well, in fact the halftime whistle going around the country. will give you the half times in a moment or two. And Hibs are one up at halftime. So that goal you gave us earlier, Kevin Nisbet, is the difference so far, Leanne Crichton.
2: Yeah, it seems to be. You know, I'm sure uh, Jack Ross and Hibs will be happy with that because they know they run a form that St Mirren have been on, but certainly Kevin Nisbet has, has been prolific, a huge player. For Hibs this season.
1: Halftime whistle at Perth and 2-0 Rangers so the, the start that Stephen Gerrard would have wanted
2: Yeah it's comfortable, you know it's blown our predictions away, I thought it would have, have been a tougher night for Rangers up there but they've, they've got that early goal from KMAR Roof um, and then Glenn Kamara is getting in the action as well with the second so again a, a big result at half time.
3: You you wonder whether he'll give Morelos a run out second half, you know if Rangers go say 3 up it's up to Stephen Gerrard, does he give him a run, up, a run out or, or does he
2: I think Is it complete
3: the punishment exercise by, by not putting them off?
2: Well I heard earlier in the week I listened to one of the shows And Barry Ferguson was saying That he hated uh, 2-0 uh, As a result as a player Because yeah. you, mm. you were in a vulnerable position The next goal was always yep. key you know. So you probably wouldn't make changes If you can go and get that third goal uh, Like David suggested You know, at, you know before 50-60 minutes you would like to think he would get him on especially with this run of games coming up if he's sure. going to prove he's worth if he's going to show yep. um, you know what the, the team have missed out on with these two games that he's been suspended um, certainly tonight would be the opportunity to do that
1: yep it's 2-0 at half time as you mentioned David keeps his fitness up and I know you think he's not as fit as he should be the the striker Morella so I think he will you think he will come on at some point in the yeah, second half
3: yeah you, but you, you wonder Lee, Lee Griffiths is the same is yep. there any excuse yep. for, for a, a top striker I mean these yep. guys are playing at a very, very good level, being paid a lot of money. I mean, is there any excuse for them not being fit? No. I mean, I can understand a striker can miss a chance. He can have a bad game, but not being fit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a joiner going to his work with the tools. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Absolutely.
2: And there is a lot of, th- that, you know, the guys laugh about it as well. And, you know, I've spoke to, to Sai about this as well, that the sports science in the game, you mm-hmm. know, often makes decisions now. And it, it, it kind of controls a, a lot of decisions. But for me... Even to come out as a player and to acknowledge that you're not fit, or to acknowledge that you've not had get, you've only got one person to blame for that, and that's you. You know, yeah. you've got everything at, at, at the tips of your fingers at these clubs. You know, you've got every bit of resource that you would but ever they, need. They take, you've got people hands on. Yeah, that but can the one thing that surprised advice. me about Lee
3: Griffiths when he came back on foot, I, I just thought that the, the club would be checking the player's yeah, body fat. That surprised you me. You know, every week.
2: Mm-hmm. And know, I, I think a, a player like Lee Griffiths, that probably, you know, there will be players that will go through their career, that you will never need to chase them, you will never need to encourage them, you know, players that you would have played yeah. with, Davey, that go away over the Christmas break, and you know who's coming back, and the ones that are going to have, yep. did a wee bit extra, and have been out pounding the pavements, you know, when others have been, you know, getting into the, the, the Turkey and, and whatnot and I just think, I'm more about the food poll, so I was <laughs> thinking more myself, <laughs> um, yeah. but you know the ones that you need to be on their case, and the fact that Celtic probably did have that lapse in concentration, and allow that to happen with Lee Griffiths, they're partly responsible, but at the end of the day, it's your body, you look after it, you know what your job is, you see, if you were any other tradesman um, yeah. about, you know, and you weren't fit for your work, questions would be asked.
1: Half time at uh, New Douglas Park, so it's Hamilton nil, Livingston nil, and half time uh, in the East End, Celtic one, Ross County nil. David Turnbull strikes, so one nil, no doubt. David, they'll want to continue that. They they need to go you and mean, get a second. You
3: need to get a second one, it gives you a little bit of breathing space. I, I think one 0 is a horrible lead to to protect. No matter how much of the ball you're having, how much of the game you're having, it's a horrible uh, it's a horrible lead. And you want to get that second goal. Just think about David Turnbull. Yeah. If if he gets a regular game for Celtic, you would think he'd be good for 10, 12 goals every season. If he, if he gets a run. Yeah.
2: No, I think he's got an abundance of talent. You know, he can certainly be that player that um, will get you big goals, will get you consistent goals. You know, will create assists as well. You know, I think he, he can contribute all over the pitch in that sense. Um, but it is, it's a vulnerable place to be at 1 0. I think, especially when you're Celtic and you've had moments over the last month or so where they have lost sloppy goals. You've got a young yeah. goalkeeper in and corner hazard. Um, what Ross County will be looking for is. You know, opportunity for set plays to get the ball in the box and see how it well top of him, Celtic it? can defend it. You know, because you know what it was like
3: get... the weekend, just watching Conor Hazard. It was like David De Gea when he came to Manchester United at first. I don't know if you remember.
2: Yeah.
3: And they were battering them, uh-huh. and and he was all over the place. He wasn't yeah. he wasn't strong enough or confident mm. enough to come and punch or come and take, mm-hmm. and. But that's what hard Because it is a pressure situation
2: for him as well. As much as it's an opportunity, but he's he's a young goalkeeper and certainly even in playing terms as a goalkeeper he's very young. You know, you look at Alan McGregor's and your David Marshall's, you know, and the amount of experience that that they've got. And I think goalkeepers that the the length of their career is much more than what an outfield player would be. So I I do think that is something that Ross County will have addressed tonight. You know, can we test them and that's all it takes is one opportunity. So Celtic will be desperate to go and get that second goal and, and Put that game to bed.
1: So that's the half-time. Celtic are one-up in Ross County. Hamilton are nil-nil with Livingston. Hibbs one-up at home to St Mirren. And St Johnson nil, Rangers two. Motherwell and Aberdeen, are still playing. There's 10 minutes to go in the first half. It's a nil-nil. And they've just, uh, well, they're 20 minutes in at Tannadice. Dundee United nil, Kilmarnock nil. And a goal in England, Stoke City 1, Tottenham Hotspur 1.
2: Jordan Thompson, yeah, it was. It's equalised for Stoke. He'll be happy with that.
3: Josie'll you know, not be happy. No, he won't, yes. won't.
2: I wonder who'll blame for that one tonight. Whose yeah. fault? Done
3: be... a good job though, hasn't he? Ah, he's great. He's, it's, he's, uh, he's, he's box office. Um, yeah. Whatever you think about him, yeah. um, he, he's, he's terrific, and he's, he's got that sports side playing again.
2: It's like any sport now though, isn't it? It's it's about box office. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the ones that. Create the headlines, it's the one that gives you that, the wee bits of information or yeah. the, the comments and the one liners. Or yeah. he goes and provokes the opposition, he knows what he's doing. And he's having you, know, he's, so Klopp. Intelligent. he's just
3: decided he's having Klopp, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <the>, that's, <laughs> the, that's the, the, the first chapter in the story. Yeah. He, he's going yeah. to have him every chance he gets. <laughs> the special one is after him, isn't he? It's this... Well, he had Venger, didn't he? He what did, he called well, him an yeah. expert in failure.
0: <laughs> 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 <Here> he <made. laughs> what did Venger think of St. Johnson? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Leanne did you think he would do it at Tottenham? Because you know that the shine had come off him. Listen, he wins silverware everywhere he's gone. He
2: does, but and he's. I think he's had a hard couple of years, though. Oh. You know, he he had that profile and mm. that expectancy, and then his time at Man United and whatnot, and people start to question it, you know, if people suss them out. Similar with Pep Guardiola, people question is that philosophy. Team, Good teams run in cycles, I mentioned it yeah. earlier on, we've seen it with the best teams in the world but I think there, there's always been something about that Spurs side that that look like they're underachieving. Mm. They look like they can give you a bit yeah. more. And certainly, I think Mourinho's one of those players where he can go in and make players better. You know, the ones that perhaps are always your seven, you know, out of yeah. ten every week, he can go and get more from them. And you've seen that this they're, season. I think Harry Redknapp tipped him. They're, it's possibly tight. still contenders. horribly
3: exposed to losing Harry Kane again. Yeah. yeah. You yep. saw last season when he was injured, the ankle injury. They're not the same side. I mean, for me, Harry Kane's, if not the best striker in the world, maybe in the top three. Oh, yeah. And if, if they lose him, he's in bother again. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: No, but I think he's also one of those managers that Harry Kane, he's, some, he's a manager that would make the difference between Harry Kane going or staying. You know, and that's, yeah, yeah, that's what you've seen now. He would be the reason yeah. why yeah. Harry Kane doesn't course, jump yeah. at that opportunity Harry Kane because he's seen the club in of abso- I, yeah, I I would agree. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. It's a
1: big statement to bring him there. Okay, it could have gone wrong, but it's gone so well. That documentary, I mentioned it a lot. to All or nothing. I think you've seen the club in a new light, uh, Mourinho in a new light as well. The new stadium. Daniel Levy that new there. And, looks yeah, isn't that amazing? Because uh, you're at Broadwood, you're playing. I'm not having to go to Broadwood. In fact, yeah. you know, cause, oh, listen, yeah, I've
2: played at some incredible stadiums yeah. you know, over the years and I've been down at Wembley. What was your favourite one? And, um, Wembley? Probably Wembley. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah, and more so just because at the stage of my career, I played there and whenever I won the cup final uh, against Chelsea, but it was almost a, a there's a, a few checkpoints in your career that you come across and, mm. and ones that stick out more and and that felt like a real achievement to have made the move professionally and before you know it, you know, you're playing in front of two men and a dog and then you're down playing yep. in front of forty thousand at uh, Wembley in a cup final, you know, that for me was was a big thing and mm. um, it's, yeah, some incredible stadiums but Broadwood's mm. nice but certainly know for the yeah, away fans that are uh, the away team that are <laughs> in, this, <laughs> in the stands getting changed sure. in the
1: yeah. uh, <laughs> cold wind Davy, your favourite ground apart from your home ground uh,
3: Rugby Park or Celtic Park well, Celtic, no, uh, Celtic uh, Park yeah, but, of um,
1: an away ground what would you say you played in the the, the Bernabeu, the
3: Bernabeu-, Bernabeu- it, yeah would win it because mm. of the yep the history Real yeah, Madrid yeah, the Real size ra- ra- of Real Madrid, it Real yeah. Madrid isn't it 120,000 and unfortunately the He overturned a two-goal deficit, he beat us 3-2 in aggregate, but uh, it was was some experience uh, Mm -hmm. walking out there that day.
1: You weren't happy with the referee at that point?
3: Legally, I don't know whether I can say You can't say say too much, no.
1: I think he was (laughs) persuaded to make a few decisions. (laughs) Martin, and he always funny, last night he was going on about Helicopter Sunday and he said to Stephen Cricket, you know, your player should have been sent off early on. It's, It's only 15 years later.
2: But listen. This is what football means to people. Though there's moments I know, I that as players you would, and managers you would yeah. just never get over. Um, and you know, maybe for a few days Martin hadn't spoken about that, or, or been asked a question about it. As soon as you bring it up, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it seems as if it was yesterday it happened.
1: Everton, Manu, I didn't ask you what's your uh, sc- score line.
2: Well I've seen McTominay was out tonight for yeah. Man U I think he's been a big player for me, I think it'll be close but certainly I would agree with Davey I've been really impressed with Everton tonight and uh, you know I would be more surprised if Man United got that result tonight I believe we're in the last Everton. two
1: minutes Leanne sorry to interrupt so uh, what do you think second half uh, Rangers look to be
3: cruising Yep. Yeah, 2-0 that's in the bag. Yep, Yeah in the bag Davey you agree? Well yeah Rangers yep. have wrapped up already it's just just remains to be seen what Celtic can do. Yep. Hibs at one up on St Mirren but St Mirren didn't. Uh, no I wouldn't they write St
2: Mirren off no. No. but I think no. if Hibs can go and get that second goal you yeah. know that would be a big result for them.
1: Motherwell and Aberdeen are nil-nil. Remember it's not half time yet they've just a few minutes to go in the first half and Dundee United nil comarnock nil. No
2: they've just taken the lead Paul. Oh, that go, well, well goal just came through oh. Dundee United one Comarnock well, nil. Fantastic. Well done.
1: From no the point the of view, I mean, getting the goal quickly. If you're a Comanet fan, not so good. Dundee United, you fancied them, Davey. And what about Celtic? One up at half time. David Turnbull. More goals for Celtic, or?
3: But well, they've got to get the second goal. Yeah. Second goal is the one that takes all the pressure off. Otherwise, they're you know they're walking in thin ice. They've got to get that second goal. Davey, thanks very much for joining us. You're Have welcome. a great Christmas. Thanks, Leanne. Thanks It's
1: Been a pleasure. We'll see you on tonight on Sports Scene. You're going to tell us who the goal scorer is for Dundee United. It's uh, Mcnulty Mark after McNulty. 25. Mark yeah. Mcnulty's yeah, done we well look after 25 to minutes. That yeah. What time are you on tonight?
2: Uh, I think we're 11 o'clock. Okay. On we'll, BBC Scotland. we'll be
1: listening to Joe Culldeen next here on Go Radio and watch for the breakfast show tomorrow morning. Crofty and Grado. and we're back tomorrow night five till seven with a Christmas Eve special, and then on Christmas Day, Ali will be on, and we're on Monday to Friday next week. And on Saturday, Ibrox. I almost said from Ibrox, but I can't quite say we're from Ibrox. (laughs) But it will be, it'll be Ibrox. Will be Rangers against Celtic. But Leanne, you're on the boogie bus with Davy for next summer with Scotland. Yeah,
2: yeah, fans in the stadium. Great, great
0: great to have you on.
1: Thanks very much, both. We're back tomorrow night at five. The Ball Radio
0: Football Show. Let's go.